Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Four Press Podcast, presented by GolfWeek.com. I'm your host, David Dusek, and this week my special guest is Steve DiMeglio. Steve is a senior writer with Golf Week, as well as the lead golf writer for USA Today Sports, and he was on the grounds in Japan at the Zozo Championship, where, have you heard about this? Tiger Woods won his 82nd PGA Tour event on Monday. Steve and I took a deep dive into all things Tiger. We talked about what this win means for Tiger going forward, how it sets up his 2020 season, how it sets up him being a player captain on the President's Cup, and much, much more. WeChat has been enhancing the lives of hundreds of millions of users with its innovative features. The most widely used Chinese social media platform integrates instant messaging and social entertainment, bringing about a mobile, digital lifestyle on an easy-to-use app. So I'd like to welcome a very dreary-eyed, although chipper by his standards, Steve DiMeglio to the back to the podcast. I should say, Steve, you've, been, you've done this podcast a few times now, but you were in Japan, and so uh, you were the guy to talk to for me right now. Uh, welcome back to the United States, and tell me what it was like to be in Japan in person when basically Tiger Mania was was sweeping the nation. Well, it was it was certainly mania. Uh, there were two sets of mania um, on one side. Of the golf course was the Hideki Matsuyama mania, and on the other side of the golf course was the Tiger Woods uh, mania. Um, and you know, most of the people walked. There, there wasn't a whole lot of standing around, so you had, well, I'd say five thousand people moving from hole to hole wow. on each side of the golf course, um, and that was a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a there wasn't a whole lot of room at that golf course. There really isn't. Um, and then, you know, unfortunately, they got the uh, outskirts of the typhoon, and so fans weren't allowed there for the last day and for the third round. But um, when they were there, it was the most polite galleries I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, we kept asking. We couldn't find one player who had an issue with any camera. Or with anybody saying mashed potatoes. I was gonna say what, or get what, in the hole. What 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 is the the Japanese translation for get in the hole exactly? And you probably never heard it. We didn't even ask because if we would have heard it, we would have asked. But uh, there's a, a different respect there, um, and there was just it's one of the fascinating things. And we ran we walked around uh, downtown Narita and certain other villages. All over the place, they have these outdoor vending machines. Mm-hmm. I know this has nothing to do with golf, but this no, is a talk to them. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Outdoor vending machines. No graffiti. <laughs> None of them were busted. Everyone was spotless. Yeah. Um, and they were out in the open, and they were selling all sorts of beverages, including a few were selling alcohol, all sorts of food. 
and we saw them everywhere, and they were on each of our floors, too, in the hotel. Not one graffiti, nothing was busted. Imagine if, um, like, we had so, auto mats and things like they used to have back in the day that actually were nice, sold real food, and people didn't trash. I mean, it's amazing to even right. think about. And it's, to your thing, it's, it speaks to the society that they have there that they don't trash the joint. They're respectful. And it must be beautiful to be at a golf event like that. And it was. And, but when, when the cheering was uh, called for, they cheered very loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the very rare golf, court, uh, golf terms I've ever been to um, that when the uh, groups would walk off the tee, they would get an applause. After hitting their shots, as they left the tee box, they would get applause from the crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just fascinating, and and they had, you know, I would say at least the vast majority had never seen Tiger before. Um, what it had been thirteen years and, since he had been there before? I mean, it, it it had been a while. Yeah, and you know, I would imagine not many had only. Obviously, they had only seen him on TV, but they. It's like. During the pro, okay, not the pro. I'm the Tuesday, the Tuesday of the uh, of the tournament, and it was nasty out. Mm-hmm. wasn't raining very hard, but it was nasty out. I would say there were at least three to five thousand people just on the range, and most of the players only went to the range because it was nasty out. Mm-hmm. And yet, there were three to five thousand people out there watching them hit golf balls on the range. Um, and then later, unfortunately, the range got flooded so they had to do a makeshift range and they weren't allowed to uh watch there but um no the polite loud appreciative that's how you would call up the uh, those uh the crowds and, I, rea- uh, I realize as it's far a, as tight yeah i realize it's a little bit different story but the nba has been making obviously inroads into china and into the asian market and it's been a while now for the pga tour they've they've had the event in shanghai where the players are this week but what, what do you sort of feel in terms of Japan is a mature golf market? There have been a lot of very good Japanese golfers who have played on the PGA Tour. Um, some of them have, have been very successful. Obviously, Hideki Matsuyama, you mentioned, is the one. Before him, it was Roy Ishikawa, um, Asao Aoki, Jumbo Ozaki. Like they, it's, that's not a new thing for them. Does it feel like sort of people were really into golf and maybe it's a growing thing that like the PGA Tour would want to be, be back there and keep going back to the Japan market? Or do you think this is almost um, something different than that, that this might be a one-off? Because obviously they got a great event, a great winner. It seems like this is the perfect way for the PGA Tour to try and make inroads and in having a permanent Japanese stop on the tour. Well, PGA Tour, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan said he was there this week in Japan, said they're going to be there for a long time. Um right. Now, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna play it at that uh, golf course again. Um, but I don't think that'll be the permanent home. But there are other golf courses they can use. I think the Olympics is gonna help. As far as the delay, why the PGA Tour hadn't gone to Japan? I would imagine China has one million people. I mean, uh, one billion, billion people, yeah. and Japan Japan has about 175 million. So. You know, do as much as you can on an inroads in China where there's, you know, eight times more people. Right. But Japan, they learned, look, at everything, uh, that that tournament knocked the socks off of a lot of people. Um, oh, yeah. You know, nobody knew what to expect in the golf course, and it turned out to be a very challenging golf course, despite it being so, so soft. Uh, and the players had ball in hand, and... You know, Tiger ended up at 19-under, and Hideki was at 16-under. A whole lot of other guys didn't, you know, 
make it like the, you know, 20 under, 2,500, because we thought, you know, as short as it was, even playing at a par 70 and as soft as it was after Tuesday and a little rain on Wednesday, that we thought they would really tear it up, and they did do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the golf, the greens complex is really uh, stifled that. But um, from the hotel to the, the myriad of choices to eat, um, how they were received by the, the crowds there and by the tournament directors there. Um, uh, there are going to be a lot of people really hoping to be one of those 76 to 78 players that qualify for that event next year and, and beyond. All right, so we're, we've been dancing around it. Let's, let's, let's take a dive in here. Um, obviously, we did not have shotling stats here in the U.S., and you could watch replays on Golf Channel of the, of the coverage, but we didn't see the whole thing. Tell me about what you saw from Tiger's game as far as um, the level of play, because the last time we would have seen Tiger here in the United States, he was having trouble. I mean, he struggled through the FedEx Cup playoffs. His back was sort of a day-to-day deal. I saw him at the Northern Trust. Everybody saw him um, just have a lot of issues and coming out of the FedEx Cup playoffs, having not competed, this was really our first go-round, and he looked great, but, but what did your eyes tell you? Well, I, I'll go with what Joey Lacava's caddy said, and it's what I was, I've been thinking. When Tiger's healthy and he's had time to prepare, he's still as good as anybody alive. Um, and that's Brooks Kepka, that's Rory McIlroy, that's Dustin Johnson, that's anybody. The man is just magical. Um, he's got by far the best hands in the game. He talked about that a few times last week that one of the things that has really helped him go through all the different times when he had to come back and all the different swing changes is he still had those hands. And they are the best hands in golf. And once he got past that bogey, bogey, bogey start, you know, he started with three consecutive bogeys. And according to the PGA Tour, he's the only person since 1993 to win a PGA Tour tournament event after starting bogey 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 but what we saw in that bogey 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 start is he still hit two really really good shots during that stretch and missed two short putts Mm -hmm. it could very easily have been just one over but from that point on now i didn't expect him to go and make nine birdies that day um and shoot 64 and then but you know once he started his second round i kept my mind kept taking me back to Augusta National and, and the 2019, this year's Masters, where Tagger looked so confident, looked so sound, looked so strong, and he had just this look, this aura about him that he knew that he knew he was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that at Augusta when I saw him in the second round. Um, and there's only one other time that really stands out to me when I saw that one. I saw that same type of feel and look and were from Jordan Spieth before at Royal Birkdale before the 2017 British Open. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a, a different look. And he won, you know, Spieth won the British Open. I saw that look with Tiger at the Masters. I saw that look. I, you know, we saw this look. Oh, I, we, 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 we know that look. Yeah. And I remember years ago we used to see it on a not every single week basis, but we saw it commonly. I remember the look that you're describing vividly at the PGA championship at Southern Hills. I'm pretty sure that was the 2007 one. And it was, you know, 500,000 degrees outside. Everybody's wilting. 
and Tiger comes out on Sunday and he had the lead and we were all anticipating, okay, good stuff. And I remember vividly being on the green, the practice green, seeing him walk over the crowd from the clubhouse and they had a little bridge that you walked up, you know, two flights of stairs, come over and then go down the stairs to get there. He comes down the stairs wearing a red sort of like a mock neck and, you know, the black pants and the black hat and he looked like Ronnie Lott ready to go in there and for the Niners against the Cowboys and just do it. And there was no doubt in my mind whatsoever that he was going to win that golf tournament, whether it was 105 degrees or 77 degrees or whoever was going to be playing against him trying to catch him, it wasn't going to happen. So if you're seeing that look now, um, you know, early in the week or early in the rounds in Japan, then you just know, you recognize that look and you, you, you can just see it. And it's, and look, and it's not just what he looked like. It's what his shots looked like. Mm. Um, as Gary yeah. Woodland, Gary Woodland played the last 36 holes with him. And Gary Woodland said his, uh, his distance control was just sick. Meaning was absolutely the best he'd ever seen. I mean, Gary Woodland even said he had never seen distance control like that before. When you knew, as Tiger was would overhearing Tiger and Joey talk, that Tiger was going to leave the ball below the hole, left the ball below the hole. When he wanted to hit it to the right of the hole, hit it to the right of the hole, left of the hole, everything going his way because he had everything dialed in. Um, and here's an interesting thing, and Jeff Shackelford, our colleague, alerted me to this. First of all, nobody putted better than Tiger did last week. Putted it was, great, yep. And that was another thing. He, and it wasn't just making putts. He was just burying them dead center. Well, Tiger's won twice this year at the Masters and at Zozo. Neither tournament had green reading books. The Masters doesn't allow them. Zozo didn't have them. Interesting. So he was putting on feel, putting on look. He called Joey in a lot more than he, he usually does. But... Um, so when you have Tiger having his distance control as well as he's had it in a long, long time, and he was putting like he was putting, and he had that confidence, as Joey Okava said after he made the, I think after he got back to even par, um, and then he made the turn after going bogey, 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 he made the turn one under. Joey saw this little uptick in his confidence. And as Joey <laughs> said, once he's got that, he's going to be really tough to beat. Yeah. And then Joey's got a really, easy, really easy job for the rest of the week is just get the hell out of the way and don't, don't break that rhythm that he falls and in, falls into. One of the things you mentioned, Gary Woodland, Woodland, obviously towards the end of the fourth round is not in contention. It, it came down to, um, for, for there to be real drama, Hideki Matsuyama needed to put some pressure on him and, and he did, he, he did everything he could mm-hmm. and Tiger just didn't, didn't cough it up, but I noticed a couple times walking off tee boxes, they were grouped with Keegan Bradley, and Keegan was was way down, and and at that point, with you know four or five holes to go, Woodland's not in contention, and he and Tiger are chatting, and Woodland's obviously trying to get himself into good position there for Presidents Cup and for for pairings and all that kind of stuff. So I totally get that, but did you notice or did you feel around the grounds as Tiger Woods goes sixty four sixty four and is clearly going to be a part of the the story at that tournament. Do other players still sort of almost shake their heads, get that smile on their face when Tiger's in contention? It seems like sometimes, I'm not saying they defer to him, but they become almost like fans, like people watching on television. Like, oh, this is so cool that Tiger's back. He could win this. He could do this. We, 
the the congratulations were completely in order for win number 82 and he got them from all over the place and that's great but it has the feeling like the players sometimes get caught up in it um maybe a little bit early or in some cases when they're still trying to compete with the guy well i think they're fans in the sense that they want him to be in contention because they know everything's so much better in the world of golf when he is but when they're playing no um when you talk to these guys after the round, after he won 82 and after he won the Masters, you see that they are amazed at what this man has gone through because they know how tough it is. They to can do appreciate it, it. Yeah, they can appreciate it. Yeah. And they see this in Tiger. And they also marvel. I mean, Zach Johnson will marvel at how great he is. I mean, the second best player of his generation is Phil Mickelson, and Phil's got, what, 44 wins? Yeah. So he's 38 behind? I mean, and he's 10 majors behind? That's how much distance there is between when Tiger does his best and everybody else's. They appreciate that, and they know that, oh, there was a touring pro years and years and years ago who said, I sent my children to private school because of Tiger Woods. <laughs> so you've got that in it. You know, they know inside that they're making a boatload of money more than they would because of Tiger Woods. They appreciate how great he is. They appreciate what he has gone through um, because they know what they have to go through to be out at that level. Um, and they, there's the other thing. How many players would tell you that one of the most amazing things about Tiger Woods is day in, day out, he's always got the biggest galleries. He's always got the biggest media following. He always has to talk to the media before a tournament and after every round of a tournament. Nobody else does that. Rory is getting to that point now where he's talking almost before every tournament and after every round. Yep, agreed. But and Now, Rory might have a following like that at the British Open and maybe at a couple other terms over the year, but he doesn't have 14, 15 cameras following him um, when he's playing in the States most of the time. Tiger every time. Well, um, consider this, Steve. I don't think it, the Tigers probably had a shot in competition that wasn't photographed and documented for better than two decades. And can you think of any instance where there's not a photographer and writers following Tiger Woods for 18 holes at every event, official event, certainly, that, that he's played since he wins in 96 in Las Vegas? They're always there. Well. Yeah, they are. Um, obviously, the last time he played the BMW Championship, there might have been one just one camera following him in Chicago. But um, And so he's in that bubble. Um, and we've documented, we've written many stories about how that affects other players, and he does it every single time. Yep. So it's, it's all of that. Um, you, you encompass all of that, and that's why the players, you know, Xander, stayed behind to thank him. Now, that's because Xander had, had finished two groups ahead of him. you got to remember, there was a pro, at least half the no, not half the field, but mo, much of the field has already finished the day before, so they didn't go out to the course. Right. Um, right. And the course was a good 45 minutes away. But Yeah. Um, Joel Damon was there. Cause he, and Joel Damon said, what, are you kidding me? Now, Joel Damon played in the last group on the other side of the golf course. He said, what do you need? Are you kidding me? Why wouldn't I want to stay here and see this? Are you kidding? Right. Where do I got to go? This is Tiger winning number <laughs> exactly. 82, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I think they put all of that in. And like I said, I've said many times on the radio, you know, 
I follow him as much as anybody does out there walking with him. I mean, if I was the New York Yankees beat writer, I would have watched Babe Ruth take batting practice every day. If I would have been the Chicago Bulls beat writer, I would have watched Michael Jordan do shoot around every day. I would have done as much as I could to see the absolute best do what they do. And I think some of the players do that as well, as much as they can. Um, so so when you, it's just a sight to behold. So when you look back on Tiger's last three victories, 2018 Tour Championship, the 2019 Masters, and now the Zozo Championship, which was last week, which one do you, which, which victory surprised you the most? Which one did you think came out of the blue the most? Having said everything that I've already said, that, uh, you know, basically at the start of second round, it looked like Tiger knew he was going to win. I say the Zozo Championship. Tiger had built up to the Tour Championship, and he had been in contention and led on the back nine at the British Open. He took Kepka down to the wire at the PGA Championship. And he also had that look when he showed up the Tour Championship that he was going to win the Tour Championship. So I wasn't that surprised for him to win it there. And the same thing at Augusta. T20, T15, T10 going in. And when we saw him that early in the mor- early in the afternoon, I know he hadn't won a major in 10 years. I know he hadn't, you know, but he was coming off the Tour Championship. But he had this look, as we talked about it earlier, mm-hmm. that he knew he was going to win at Augusta. So I wasn't surprised that he won there. So I would have to go to the Zozo only because Tiger was surprised early. Tiger had no idea. He didn't see this coming. Now, he knew he was hitting the ball well, but you, as he talks to a, a lot, you have to get back into the flow of playing competitive golf. You have to get back into a rhythm of playing competitive golf. Um, you have to get used to that 45-minute drive from the hotel, warming up in a different land that you've never seen before, taking on greens that you've never seen before. He didn't expect to get into scoring mode as quickly as he did. Mm-hmm. But once he did, he knew he was there. So... If I had to, I would say the Zozo. And you got to remember, two months ago, they went into his knee for the fifth time in his career, in his lifetime, to clean up some minor cartlet damage. So he had only been playing golf, really had been going at it hard for two weeks before the Zozo. Yeah, That wasn't the case against Augusta. That wasn't the case for the Tour Championship last year. So, um, like you said, once he got in the field of scoring mode, he you know he hoped that it would come quickly. Oh boy, it came quickly, and that uh, once it was there, he knew it was going to be in contention. Hey, Steve, hold on a second. Let's take a break. Get stronger, hit longer, and end pain with golf forever. Created by Justin Leonard and co-author of the Younger Next Year Back Book, Dr. Jeremy James. Golf Forever is the take-anywhere online golf fitness program that helps you build a body prime for golf. It's simple, safe, and it works. At home, in the gym, on the golf course, Golf Forever's easy-to-follow exercises, warm-up routines, and course management videos will help you play your best pain-free. Sign up today at GolfForever.com and use promo code GOLFWEEK for a free 14-day trial. He gets into scoring mode. Everything is going great, and he comes away with this victory now in Japan. How much does this win at the Zozo Championship, Steve, change the narrative for Tiger going into 2020? Because as we sort of said at the beginning of this podcast, things were not looking good in Tigerland uh, back in August, and now he gets this win. 
Uh, we're going to talk in just a minute about the President's Cup and what that might mean. But going forward into 2020, it really changes things for Tiger Woods' outlook, doesn't it? Well, in the summer, when he looked like an old man, um, you know, an old man going on 90, um, and that's because that knee was leading to issues with his back, his oblique, and his neck. Um, he couldn't even bend over to read putts. Seriously, he was having trouble bending down to read putts. Um, that's no longer a problem. But back in the summer, nobody was thinking 2020 Ryder Cup for Tiger. Nobody was thinking 2020 Olympics for Tiger. We were just wondering, okay, is this it for yeah. the, I don't know, the umpteenth time? Yeah. yeah. And now, again, as Joey Lacava's caddy said, as long as he's healthy. And right now it looks like he's going to be healthy. He's going to be off a nice long break now um, before he plays the Hero World Challenge, which is in the first week of December. So that'll make that'll allow him to build up his body even more, allow him to get even more reps, um, hit more ball golf shots. Um, and so now this changes the narrative. Um, so he is certainly, again, if he stays healthy, certainly in play for the 2020 Ryder Cup, and he's certainly in play for the 2020 Olympics. And he is certainly going to be one of the fiercest defending champions when we get back to Augusta National at the Masters. You don't tell you. You can't tell me he really, really wants to get that sixth green jacket and tie Jack for as many green jackets as anybody has ever won. So, I again, nobody knew what to expect before Tiger hit that first shot at Zozo. Then he goes bogey, 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 and even though we had hit, he had hit a couple of good shots during that. We're going okay, middle of the pack. He just needed this to get back in the flow of things. He'll have two months to get ready for Hero. And if he's healthy, he'll be a force at the hero. Well, yeah. he didn't need that two months. So here's he basically the... needed. He basically needed. There was a 175 yard walk from the 12th <laughs> green to the 13th tee. He basically needed that walk to get back to being Tiger again. And from there, it was amazing. So, yeah, uh, he's going to be in play at the Ryder Cup and the Presidents Cup. I mean, and the uh, Olympics next oh, year. Oh, all of it. I mean, so we're obviously he's he's scheduled right now to play in Hero World Challenge. That's the first weekend. December, right before President's Cup. And taking a look at the PJ Tour schedule, I think that we all assume that Tiger Woods is going to make his first start in 2020 at the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. That's late January. I think it's January 23 is when that starts. He's not going to play Phoenix. I doubt I'd be shocked if he played Pebble Beach. Maybe he comes back and then plays the Genesis at Riviera. Um, WGC Mexico, he'll be in probably for that. Honda. Arnold Palmer, maybe he plays one of those two. I'm, I guess I'm bringing all this stuff up at the beginning of the schedule. The players is is March 12th. Is If Joey's telling you when he's rested and when he's feeling good, he's as good as anybody. And he certainly looked as good as anybody's looked all year last week at the Zozo Championship. Scheduling for Tiger is going to get really tricky, I think, because the way that the schedules we saw this year, it took a toll on a bunch of guys. People were getting gassed at the end of the season when they got into – FedEx Cup playoff time. And as you mentioned, Tiger's going to be fiercely defending at the Masters. I I totally agree. He would love nothing more to win the Masters and tie Nicholas with six green jackets would be one of, if not the most meaningful wins he's ever had. Jack was his idol. I can't even imagine how much it would mean to him for him to win in that jacket. But then every four or five weeks, we've got a major and he's going to want to play well in those and then throw in the Olympics and then throw in Ryder Cup. 
it's going to be really tricky for him to schedule things out in such a way that he gets the rest that he needs. Um, do you think that we're going to sort of see from a schedule perspective more of the Tiger Woods playing, for example, at the PGA, and then you don't see him until the U.S. Open or see him at the U.S. Open, but then you don't see him until the British? It's it's going to be hard, isn't it? I think he's going to – I don't think he's going to do uh, one month off as he did twice this year before majors. I don't think we're going to see that. Um, I think we're going to see a lighter load early. Um, you can pencil him in for Torrey Pines if he's healthy. You can pencil him in for Genesis. That, those are two locks. And, I mean, Genesis is always a lock. So he'll play, my guess, San Diego and L.A. He really loved Mexico. So if he does play Mexico, I would say that he, that would take him out of the next two. Honda and Arnie, even yep. though he's won Arnie's eight times. Yep. Then you go to the players. Yep. He's going to be at the players. He loves, he loves match play, and there'll be a week after the players before the match play, and then there'll be a week after match play before Augusta. Now you can lock him in. He's going to play Memorial before the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And now this year, there's going to be the WGC Memphis two weeks before the British Open. I think you can pencil him in for that. So I don't think we're going to see him take those month breaks. I think maybe we'll see him take a month break between Augusta and the PGA Championship. But I think after the PGA Championship, he'll play two weeks before Memorial, before the U.S. Open. Then he'll play two weeks before the British Open at the WGC Memphis. Mm -hmm. After that, I do not know. Um, Well, I think a lot lot of things are going to happen. A lot of things have yeah. to fall into place yeah. because the the one thing is that so the British Open this year finishes on July nineteenth. I've got the schedule in front of me. He then has the Olympic golf competition is July thirty. So it's it would give him a chance. He takes you know essentially ten days off, um, gets himself from Royal St George back to Japan. He can rest up a little bit, hang out there, lay low. I don't think and maybe he goes back home and then flies halfway around the world. Maybe he just goes the other way and. Is, is away for a couple of weeks. The Olympic golf uh, competition ends, according to this schedule that I'm seeing, August 2. Uh, then it's the Wyndham Championship, and then we go into the FedEx Cup, Northern Trust, BMW, Tour Championship. Depending on where he is, we have seen it's totally doable for him to do well in the FedEx Cup by, and skip the Northern Trust. I mean, if he's in the top 10 um, on the FedEx Cup rankings, it's totally fine for him, I think, to come out of the Olympics take two full weeks off, two and a half weeks off, depending on exactly when he's finished, before playing the BMW Championship, which this year is going to be at Olympia Fields, and then head back to Eastlake for the end of it. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think it would be a bad move for him to take the months off or a month off between events. It's just too tough. Like, he just did not look right coming out of those events. And you have to remember, he's got to be in the top four of the Americans. Um, and right now, Brooks is ahead of him. DJ is ahead of him. I don't have the rankings in front of me, but I, I don't think he's there. He, he's, right, right now, he's right now he's, he's right there. Now. Right now, the top ten are Brooks, okay. Brooks, Roy, DJ, Justin Thomas, and Tiger. So right now, the Americans would be okay. Brooks, Dustin, JT, and, and Tiger. Okay, and now and look at 
even if he is healthy, it's going to be tough to stay in there because we're talking world-class guys there. JT Tom, Justin Thomas is world-class. Brooks is world-class. Right, is world-class. Right, right, behind, yeah, right, right behind him, you've got Patrick Cantley is one spot behind him in seven. Xander Shoffley is at nine. Bryson DeChambeau is at ten. And you can just go on and on. I mean, there there's another yeah. half dozen Americans in the top 20. But the thing is, now Tiger really has his hopes, and he really does want to play in the Olympics. Uh, he's not just blowing smoke when he's talking about that. But wouldn't that you be great? You can see when he talked about it when he talked about it last week. He really would love to go for a gold medal, and that um, would and that would really put so, the Olympic golf competition on the map. I mean, if Tiger Woods competes in that, um, you know, all due respect to Justin Rose and to all the guys who went down to Rio, and there was a lot of stuff going back and forth. If Tiger Woods plays in Japan then golf is firmly established and isn't going anywhere uh, in the future in terms of being an Olympic sport. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, that, you know, that'll be a talking point, which is going to be good for golf next year. The Ryder Cup is a talking point that's going to be great for golf next year. Mm-hmm. Tiger, early on, everybody's going to be talking about Tiger going into the Masters. That's going to be great for everything. So, um, well, one know, of the, the other flip side of it, yeah, one of, the, one of the other things that obviously is, is Tiger being back and being great for is going to be President's Cup. Now, one of the interesting comments that he made on Golf Channel immediately after sinking the last putt was that he said something to the effect of Tiger Woods, the captain, has taken notice of Tiger Woods, the player. Um, in your opinion, is there any way that Tiger is not a playing captain at this point for the U.S. squad in the uh, President's Cup? There will be a mutiny if he doesn't pick himself. Yeah, I agree. I guarantee you that. The other players, every other player, I can't, I'd be shocked if the eight guys that have made the team already, if one of them said, no, don't pick Tiger. No, he's playing. And if Brooks Kepka, and again, he's still iffy to play. If Brooks can't play, then Tiger's got five picks. And if he doesn't use one of them on himself, I get, and I'd be shocked if he, doesn't use, if he only has four picks and he doesn't use one on him. He's on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, he should be on the absolute, team because absolutely, I I agree. Um, how many people have won three times in the last thirteen months? Well, he's number five in the um, world. How how do you knowingly have a guy who right now? I mean, things may slight. So he's either five or six in the world going into that. How do you take the number five or six player in the world on a team competition? I agree. I I agree. You don't have to argue with me. I mean, I I thought he was a pick before the Zozo. Um, as long as he could hit the ball forward, well, that, and as that was long the thing. As he was sound and healthy. Yeah, that that, that um, was obviously the thing. That was, right away was was the back. Is that it's it's the the asterisk next to? I agree uh, that that he was he was a pick so long as he could play at one hundred percent. You know, a seventy yeah. a seventy percent Tiger Woods is a different story. The Tiger Woods that we saw at the Zozo could could be a world beater, and and obviously did beat a yeah. whole bunch of guys. So Ernie Els, the internationals captain, will make his picks on November 6th. Tiger will make his picks on November 7th. I think he's going to throw some drama in there. Let's say he has four picks, and he'll announce three of them, and then he'll say, and with my last pick, <laughs> I take myself. <laughs> it's me. You know, so, yeah, there would be a mutiny if he doesn't play. Um, but he's playing, uh, he, uh, unless he has a setback. But I don't see that. And, again, it's not going to be easy for him because – you know, he plays the Hero World Challenge before that. Then Saturday night, they get on a charter that's got to fly to LAX. So that's five and a half hours from the Bahamas. A little break to refuel, and then you get 16 hours from LAX to Melbourne. 
The only good thing is Tiger knows he didn't have to play on Thursday. He could play Friday. Um, he could concentrate on his captain's duties and hit range balls and play the course a couple of times, sort of kick back. So let's let's jump um, into that but, real quick, Steve. Is How much is Tiger going to lean on, assuming, and I agree, he's a, he's a player, how much does he lean on and in what ways does he lean on the vice captains who are going to be Fred Couples, Zach Johnson, and Steve Stricker? Well, he's going to have to uh, – they're all going to have to pick up the man. They're going to have to. Um, it'll be interesting who he'll name. I would imagine if he's playing, he'll name somebody to be in charge, not all three of them. He'll name one of them to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach is in full captain's mode. He loves – he can't wait to be a vice captain. He loves this stuff, and I think this is going to be the perfect grooming for him for a future Ryder Cup and President's Cup captain season. Well, Str- Stricker, too, before, Stricker, too, before the, the Ryder oh, yeah. Cup. This is the ideal situation. Yeah. Freddie's Freddie's won this thing a bunch of times. He's going to keep everybody mellow and smooth. Zach Johnson's going to be the pit bull in the room who's ready to go at it. And Stricker gets to sort of see this, I, I don't want to disparage the event, almost as a dry run for next year at Whistling Straits. Yes, and we also don't know if Tiger will name a fourth vice captain. He might. So there might be a couple of, uh, if he doesn't do it beforehand, on November 7th, he says, I picked myself. Oh, and one other selection I am naming so and so as a vice captain. Paging Mr. I think Mickelson. That would help all. Paging Mr. Uh, Phil Mickelson. I, I, I don't think I don't see it there. I, I don't. I just don't see that um, happening. I, I don't think Phil would go all the way down to Australia to be a vice captain. Um, uh, I could be wrong, but I don't see that happening. Um, as far as any other uh, candidates, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe Davis Love the third goes down. I don't know. Maybe Jim Furyk goes down. I don't yep. know. Okay. Um, but I, I, I would think he would want someone because one, here's the other thing. If they do the pod system, Tiger's got to play in the pod system. So Tiger's got to play those practice rounds in the pods. So he can't be watching the others. Mm-hmm. Now the vice captains will be split on all the pods. But there's so many other duties. Uh, the one well, thing—it's it's one more corporate event about, here, and it's one more photo thing there, and one more interview thing here, which is what, as a player, you get some of that stuff. But the captain is at everything. Every photo op with the trophy involves the captains, and every handshake with some corporate guy is over here with the trophy, and and that's why I sort of say, like, you know, he's going to have to really lean on Stricker and Zach and Fred because. He's also, at some point, if he's a playing captain, it's a unique situation. It's not like it was 50 or 60 years ago when some guys were able to do this. I think that the demands on the captain's time is just tenfold what it used to be. Well, and it's certainly different in the Ryder Cup President's Cup. Tiger talked about it last week. He said there's no way he could do – you can't be a playing captain at the Ryder Cup. You just can't be because you have to be going around to figure out your pairings. At the President's Cup, Somebody makes a, a pick who they want to put out there, and then the other team makes it. You're not guessing right. where a team is going to be, and that is my. That's huge. Uh, Tiger talked about that. You, you have no idea how big that is, and so he said it'd be really, really tough to be a playing captain in the Ryder Cup these days. Um, but the Presidents Cup, you have a little more leniency. It's five days instead of. I mean, four days instead of three. So that makes it slightly easier. Um, and so, how much do you think he actually plays in terms of sessions and stuff? Um, if Tiger is is, is, a, is a player, how how much does he play? I think he'd play twice. I think he'd play. 
Friday, Sunday. He, obviously, he's got to play singles, mm-hmm. um, and I would say he probably plays Friday. But, you know, if the matches are tight, he's feeling good, and some guys are, are off with their games. You know, DJ's hasn't, DJ will be playing the Hero World Challenge for the first time. That's his first event since his knee surgery. We don't know how much he can play. Um, Bryson DeChambeau is going to have a new body when he gets there. We don't know how much he can play. Um, we don't know the health status of other players. Uh, we don't know who he is picking. Um, we don't know matchups. You know, he might think a great pairing might be Xander Shuffley and Patrick Cantley. And then they go out and they, they have a bad outing. And all of a sudden he's got to say, maybe they can't be paired together. And then we got to find this guy and this guy. And the other thing that Tiger's got to worry about is I guarantee you the players are already in his ear. Hey, I want to play with you. Yeah. Tiger, I want to play with you. I guarantee you, Justin Thomas is out there in his. Justin Thomas really wants to go to that first tee as a partner with Tiger Woods. Oh man, he does he ever. Um, obviously, Tiger can play with DJ. It's a nice problem. It's a nice anybody. problem to have to face when yeah. everybody wants to be out there with you, and the team's got some versatility, some youth, some experience. But yeah, I think you're right. Getting everybody sort of in line and getting everything sort of meshed and set up is is really the trick. I want to end the podcast with um, putting you a little bit on the spot um, with this question, and I don't think that there's necessarily a right answer, but I'll be really curious to hear your answer. From a golf perspective, Steve, who owns 2019? Brooks Kepka starts out the year as the world number one. He's in all likelihood going to finish as world number one, wins the PGA, and he's basically the talk of the summer with what he did in the major championships. Rory McIlroy wins the FedEx Cup wins the Player of the Year Award for the PGA Tour and voted by his peers. The model of consistency, maybe one of the best Rory seasons we've had. And Tiger Woods wins, obviously, the Masters. He's now won the Zozo Championship. The biggest win of the year, it belongs to Tiger. And he has a chance to be a playing captain on a team. And who knows? Maybe the Americans win again. He's a winning playing captain on the President's Cup team. Who owns 2019? That's a very good one, but again, if you were to ask me, is 15 more impressive than 82? I would still I would go with the 15 because the majors still do matter, and that's why I would say Brooks is still the 219 player of the year. Um, you know, the fact that he was in contention for all four majors, nobody else can say that he won a major. No, um, he finished runner-up at the U.S. Open, finished runner-up at the at the Masters, uh, and he won the PGA. He won a WGC event. He won over overseas. Rory McIlroy threw in another top three. I think he tied for third or tied for fourth over in, in uh, at the Zozo. So he had another top ten. Uh, Tiger did have the biggest win of the year, but uh, three beats two. Brooks had three wins. Tiger had two. Uh, each won a major. Um, I still think what Brooks did um, and why I think the majors matter more, why I think 15 means more than 82. And then just slightly, we're talking just, you know, just very slightly is the second best player of Tiger's generation has five majors. <laughs> Tiger has 15. Um, and I know you could say that the second best player of his generation has 44 wins on the PGA tour and Tiger has 82. Um, and that, Yes, there's one other person who has more majors than Tiger, but there's nobody alive that has more. There's nobody that's ever gotten more PGA Tour wins. I still think the emphasis put on the majors 
and the best fields are in the majors. And he has 15, and that's 10 more than the best, second best player of his generation. On that thinking, I go to the majors in 2019, and one guy tied for second, finished second, won a major, was T4 at the British Open. Um, only five guys beat him in the majors last year, beat Brooks Kepka in the majors last year. Five guys in four tournaments beat Brooks Kepka in the four biggest events of the year. I still think, especially, and then throw a WGC title on top of that. Um, and he was T3 at the Tour Championship. I know he got beat by Rory, but still. <laughs> and he's the number one player in the world. So, I don't, very, I, don't, slightly. I don't disagree with anything that you just said about Brooks Kepka, but you and I both know that 20, 25 years from now, if we're sitting on a porch drinking a couple of Bud Lights, the first thing that we're going to remember about 2019 is Tiger at the Masters. Like that, that will sure. be, that's, that's the first sentence that's of the lead. Um, and I, and I don't disagree with you The Brooks Kepka was right. the best player, but it's just interesting to note that the, the best player of the season who had, you know, a, a fantastic year. But the guy that we're going to remember is, and the event that we're going to remember happened in April, and and it happened to Tiger. Sure, but that's the only thing anybody's going to remember for twenty or twenty five years. So <laughs> there's got to be there's got to be more to it. It's just like it's like Rory said earlier this year. There's got to be more than just one week yeah. out of the year if, yeah. when you talk about Player of the Year. So um, yeah, that's the only thing we're going to remember. I mean, well, I mean, off the top of your head, what's the only thing you remember from two thousand eight? US, I mean, two thousand eight. The yeah. U.S. Open. Yeah. That Tiger won. Tiger and Rocco. I, mean, I remember. You know, I re- the first thing that goes into who? my mind is Tiger Woods <laughs> looking up at the blimp, shaking his fist with his putter, having just forced a Monday playoff. When when I remember that year and that golf tournament, that's that's my memory, is, is him holding in and seeing the replay in the media center of the ball somehow curling in to the cup. Um, hey, listen, Steve, you've had a heck of a week. I don't even. I can't even think about what time zone your body thinks it's in. Uh, enjoy a little bit of a time <laughs> off and uh, and go get it. Absolutely. Thanks Absolutely. a lot, buddy. This is a pleasure. Right. Thanks, big man. You got it.